Ferg, the time is greatly appreciated. How's your Tuesday going? It's game week, my friend. Yeah, going well. Uh, about time to actually have some football to talk about. It's finally here. I would also like the records to uh, indicate that your absence over the last few weeks has not been because of me. It also hasn't been because of you, but because you've had the opportunity to be at some Auburn football practices. Yeah, you get a pass this time. <laughs> what was it like being able to be there at, at fall camp as frequently as you guys were this year, Ferg, to, to really get a better gauge of, of what this team might look like? Yeah, no, I, it was it's, it has been great. Um, the access has been phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I think the proof was yesterday um, the depth chart comes out and, like, there's really not any huge surprises. And that's because what we saw in camp and what we got to report and share to the people who read and listen to us is, you know, is what's real. It is what happened. So, I mean, you only get that from being out there a ton. You only get that from having the access that we've had. Um, so it's, it's been beneficial. I feel like Auburn fans, if you've been paying attention here during the month of August, you've gotten a lot smarter about this football team um, because uh, of the access that uh, that Auburn has given us. Um, you know, so uh, it should should make for uh, should make for uh, it, may, it definitely made for a better August, and I will say it should make for a better start of the season as well. It puts to bed also a, a quarterback discussion that's been had forever, uh, as TJ right. Finley is the starting quarterback. Talk to us about this. Yeah, so TJ Finley getting the starting quarterback job uh, for for uh, Auburn is not a surprise at all. I think anybody who's watched, um, and even Brian Harson and TJ Finley said that yesterday. Anybody who's watched this the last few weeks knew that it was going to happen. I mean, I know everybody wanted a formal announcement, but like you know, it was it was pretty obvious at this point. Um, you know, Finley was just the best option. Uh, I think um, you got into fall camp. Um, he was the guy who was taking the first reps early, and he never did anything to kind of relinquish that. I think he's stepped up his game uh, in terms of his confidence level. Um, I think uh, I think you know he's playing lighter. I think he's running a little bit better this year. Still have questions about his accuracy. Still have questions about like what it looks like against top level competition. Uh, but he's talked a lot about his mental growth uh, and just kind of all the intangible stuff that you need to play quarterback at this level. So I think Auburn fans are going to see um, kind of a quicker reacting T.J. Finley. I think they're going to see a uh, T.J. Finley more willing to move around um, than he did last year. And I think you're going to see a more confident T.J. Finley um, because, you know, mentally um, it's a lot different coming into a season where you are um, the guy at quarterback, then you're the emergency guy, and you're kind of like the last hope, which he had been for the last two years. So we'll see how much that translates into wins and losses. We'll see how much that translates into like actual d- development and growth in terms of his stats uh, on the field. But, um, you know, Finley, uh, Finley earned this, man. Like, this is, this is not handed to him by any means. Auburn went out and got two transfers to compete for against him and he beat both of them so i mean it's, it, that shows you kind of what um you know he's what he brought to the table this, this this fall camp the person snapping the football to tj finley however will be someone uh this offseason we did not anticipate as nick brahms uh is opting to uh, retire from football ferg how surprised were you of that move and then what does auburn have in a in a center position now that will be led by tate johnson yeah, no, not surprised at all. This is where this was headed for the last few weeks. We have not seen Nick Brahms practice. I had heard a few weeks ago uh, from from somebody 
uh, who who was you know pretty well well sourced in this was that you know the the move was probably going to be that he's going to retire and Auburn had their plans to get Tate Johnson going um, you know really around since the first scrimmage so this did not come as a surprise at all uh, to to me and to a lot of people I think it's just you know you guys know being out there practice sometimes um, what we can report on what we can't report on all that in exchange for all this access we're getting. Um, so might have come as a surprise to a lot of people, you know, um, a lot of fans, but I think those of us kind of could see the writing on the wall there because it just it wasn't looking good for Brahms. He hadn't, hadn't practiced in quite some time. But brutal end to a career, a long career uh, at Auburn. And uh, I know Nick, uh, I've, I've known Nick for a very long time now, um, all the way back to when he was a high school senior. And, uh, you know, it's a tough way to end it, but uh, I know he'll continue to help out the team this year, and that'll be good. And for Tate Johnson, um, welcome to the big leagues, kid. This is going to be uh, this is going to be quite a quite a challenge. Uh, you know, there's no other way to put it. The guy who has only played a little bit of mop up duty two years ago did not play last year. Now you're going to play the, be the starting center for an SEC football team. Um, I think Tate Johnson's progress this offseason has been good. Um, he has been somebody they've been talking about for quite some time now. Is taking a massive step forward. But there's a lot of ins and outs of playing center that goes beyond just blocking like a guard or a tackle would. Um, and so he's going to have to learn that and adjust to it pretty quickly. I think it's going to be very helpful. Auburn's playing Mercer and San Jose State the first two weeks of the season instead of like Penn State. I do wonder if Auburn had a better week one opponent. Um, maybe they would have shuffled some guys around. Um, but the best case scenario for them is that Tate Johnson is not only a guy who can work his way into that center role and make it his own, but could be your center for at least 2023 and beyond um, because, you know, there's a lot coming with this offensive line with the amount of seniors they have on it. So um, it's going to be a, t- it's gonna be a tough situation for him to step into, but his teammates and his coaches sound confident. And, and like I said, I think it's going to help out that your first two games of the year are at home against teams you have a pretty good talent uh, advantage over. And we'll see how, how, how he's able to work into that. Justin, I want to go back to that. Uh, T.J. Finley staying the starting quarterback. You got uh, guys the media got to hear from him yesterday, kind of unexpected to get to hear from him yesterday. Yeah. But what were your takeaways from what he's had to say at the podium? Uh, very honest and very confident. I think those are two things you can say about T.J. Finley. Um, he said point blank, I was not ready to be the starter last year. And I had to do a lot this offseason to make sure I could be that. Um, getting ready physically, getting ready mentally. Talking about the challenges and the struggles he had mentally uh, with that, which I thought was, you know, not only not only very honest but very brave of him, uh, for for a guy to be as open as he was uh, about some of those issues. Um, I, I think is, is very commendable uh, for TJ. But yeah, I mean, I thought he talked with a lot of confidence. Uh, he talked like a guy that um, knows he's ready for the spotlight. He's ready to step into this role, and he feels like he's done what is t- what it takes to be successful in this role. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really impressed by him. I, I, I really was. I, you know, TJ, the few times we got to talk to him last year, I thought it was a great interview. Um, he's really, really good uh, at the podium. Uh, but yesterday you could just tell something different in that confidence level. And, look, I mean, we'll see how much better he is. We'll see how how, much, how improved he actually is. But, like, square one is just being confident and, and you know, having that. If you're not confident, it's going to be hard to be a winning quarterback in this league. Um, so I, I think he definitely, uh, you know, put out that air uh, yesterday, and, and, and it's and it's genuine. I don't think he's you know blowing smoke either. I think he he thinks he's ready for this job, and uh, I think his teammates think so as well. 
And then, Justin, you mentioned it earlier, not a lot of surprises when it came to the two-deep depth chart that was released yesterday by Brian Harson and the coaching staff. But one of those uh, areas of concern for going into the season has been the wide receivers. We've talked about it a lot. What were your takeaways from how that two-deep uh, depth chart shook out with the wide receiver position? Not surprising. Those are the six wide receivers you've seen and heard about the most in uh, this offseason, this preseason. Um, you know, I think all six of them are going to have to be used. I think they're going to be pretty interchangeable, the ones and twos at each of those spots. I think Landon King's going to be a guy who's going to get in that mix as well. He's just kind of this other, like, his own type of position. You know, he is a slot receiver, but he's quite uh, larger than, uh, you know, Javarius Johnson and Malcolm Jones, I mean, and uh, Tavares Dawson Jr. Um, so, He's going to be kind of in his own little sphere, but um, no, not surprised at all. I think, you know, the one position group that I think Auburn fans should feel a little bit better about right now than they probably were earlier in this offseason is wide receiver. I think the emergence of Camden Brown, the development of Tavares Dawson, um, I think the, the consistency of a guy like Malcolm Johnson Jr., I think bringing in somebody like Corey Moore uh, really, really helps out the fact that you bring Javarius Johnson back and then Shedder Jackson as well. Um, you're, you know, you could use more. You could use the Xavion Capers. We talked about Landon. You can use an Omari Kelly or somebody like that to step up as well, and there'll be time to figure all that out. But I think there's more depth and there's more confidence in the depth at the wide receiver position heading into the year for Auburn um, than there has been in a while. Even though it's not a ton of experience, people are excited about this group, and I think there should be. Um, you know, I think I kill your being an NFL guy has come in and made an instant impact on this position. You've seen it in recruiting as well. He's been a great hire for Auburn. I think Auburn fans will be able to see it early on that there is something different. They might not be at Alabama or LSU or Ohio State, a wide receiver this year. Um, it's a long, long way to go before you can consider this a, a great or an elite group. Um, but, you know, I think they are definitely taking a step in the right direction. How can one support the Auburn Observer? Well, you can subscribe. You can pay money. And, That's a good uh, way to and, do it. And, and, and uh, you know, help me, help me pay my bills. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you can you can subscribe at auburnobserver.com. It's $6 a month or $60 a year. You can get a free trial also if you want to check us out for seven days. It should be a good week to do it, just to see what a game week's like uh, for us. So we got a ton of stuff. Um, there's been a, let's see, today, yesterday and today, we've had both a newsletter and a podcast come out. Uh, we'll have another newsletter tomorrow. Um, we'll have another podcast and a newsletter combo on Thursday. Um, mailbag on Friday. Game coverage this weekend. Uh, you know, recap podcast, preview podcast. We got a ton of stuff coming out uh, since it is um, you know football season. So AuburnObserver.com. Sign up there and check us out. And everything we do gets emailed to your inbox. It is a newsletter, so you can read and listen to our stuff on your own time. You don't have to you know go to a website or click on a twitter link or anything like that once you're in you're in was uh was ownership at the auburn observer pleased with the special deal that you ran during fall camp it was it was pretty good it it was pretty good i I have to say we had a we had um we had a stretch you know honestly in the summer where you have people kind of log off you know especially those who are on monthly subscriptions say hey we'll pick back up later in the year or you know we'll be back at some point um just because there just isn't as much going on um, but, you know, again, again, I'll point back to the amount of access we got during fall camp. We were putting out so much stuff right. this last month um, that really just drove a ton of subscriptions back. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing well. We've got a great, um, you know, great subscriber base. We're always looking to add more on. And, 
uh, yeah, Thursday's uh, the anniversary. Uh, year three starts on Thursday, so um, you know it's pretty pretty remarkable that we've made it this far and. We're going to keep on pushing because uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. And I like to think these Tuesday conversations uh, help business out a good bit. So sure. I'm always grateful that uh, you take the time to join us, Ferk. I got to get a prediction from you though. Who finds the end zone first for Auburn football this season? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, after watching, uh, or actually not really watching, after looking it up, some stuff on Mercer's defense and kind of looking ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I think. I think Auburn's going to be able to run the ball against Mercer. I think they're just going to be bigger in the trenches. Yeah, Mercer's, Mercer's run defense has been pretty feisty for an FCS team, uh, but their pass defense, that's where Alabama really launched on them last year. In their, I think that was a week two game for Bama last year against Mercer. Um, so I'm going to say the first touchdown of the season for Auburn is going to be through the air, and I'll say it'll be a touchdown pass from T.J. Finley to – Hmm. You know what? I, I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning. I'm, I'm I've, I've been leaning to, towards a couple of guys this year. Anyone who's listened to me know knows that Tavares Dawson's like my my like breakout pick of the year. Uh, but I'm going to go with Malcolm Johnson Jr. I think he's got the speed to burn them. Um, and you know I wouldn't be surprised to see Auburn kind of soften up that Mercer defense, take a shot, and see if they see if anybody at Mercer can stay in front of uh, of Malcolm Johnson. So. The prediction Finley to Malcolm Johnson Jr., which means it's going to be a touchdown run from Tank Bigsby. <laughs> yeah, lock it. Tank Bigsby feels like the safe bet, and uh, you know it is the safe bet. It is the safe bet. Um, but yeah, I just, Mercer's Mercer when Mercer's defense, you know, these last couple of seasons when they have had issues, they have gotten torn up through the air, and I think Auburn would love to come out and make a statement with these wide receivers and with T.J. Finley, um, so that would be something to keep an eye on. You mentioned three years of celebrating the Auburn Observer. We're going on six years straight trying to predict who scores the first touchdown in the season, and I don't know that I've ever gotten it right. Put out the last 20 years earlier on Twitter. Only once has it been a defensive guy, uh, so mm-hmm. you know you could, you could be bold and go off the wall, but I like the Malcolm Johnson Jr. pick. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think, I think he's, he's gotten talked up so much by Brian Harson and the staff this offseason. He's been consistently, um, you know, mentioned. And yeah, I just, you know, speed. I think speed kills, especially on the outside. And, um, you know, I'm playing a little bit of the matchup here with Mercer. Love it. Love it. Ferg, thanks for the time as always. Always fun to uh, catch up with you. The Thunder Chicken season is over, so uh, it's our first Tuesday without having that in our lives in quite some time, but it means football season is here, my friend. Yeah, and also, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i pleased. The one goal I had for you guys this season, y'all accomplished it. I know we did. You came close to a win, and I know that's brutal. That's heartbreaking, but you did accomplish the the one thing, so... I'm all about setting realistic goals, and as a fan of this team, I'll <laughs> next year we push for the first win. That's 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 steady progress. Cluck up, my friend. Ferg, the time is always amazing. Thank you for joining us today, buddy. Yeah, see you guys.